We're continuing the Shir and Hishtapchus and Efesh, paragraph Chaf Gimel. Omar Rabbein, as I said, Dovar HaMelech Olav HaSholoim, Yosad Kol Sefer Tehillim, Mizeh Shehoye Chozok Mo'oid Be'inyan Hespoiridus. Dovar HaMelech wrote, you know, and established the entire Sefer Tehillim from the fact that he was very, very strong in the union of Hespoiridus. Omar and Rabbein, as I said, Sheikr Hespoiridus Shel Dovar HaMelech Olav HaSholoim, that by Dovra Melech, his best time, his main time for his Spiritus was when he would be laying down he, to sleep. He would cover himself with a sheet, you know, with a sheet or with a blanket. And under the blanket, that's when he would tell Hashem everything he wanted to tell him. Kemoshikosov, as we find Beferish in a Pasuk in Tehillim, Asche b'chol laylo mitosi, Hashem, I speak to you every single night in my, from my bed, bedimosi arsiamse, and I soak my bed with tears. Ashrei mi sheyargil atzmoi lekayim hanhogozeh ho'oyla alakoyl. Ashrei to the person who's there to fulfill this Sanhoga, which is above everything. You know, again, referring to his spoiledus. Dovar HaMelech, his, one of his best places was under a blanket, you know, in, in, in his own bedroom, where he had privacy. Oid Kosav B'Sichos HaKdoshos, it's also written in Sichos Aran, Shetoiv L'Hodom B'Sho Sheshoichev HaMitose Lishoin, Lahargil Atzmoi, Lishpoich Sichoi L'Fnei Hashem Isporach, uh, Rabbi Nezal writes that it's very, very good for a person when he's laying down to go to sleep to be in the habit of pouring out his heart to Hashem and to ask Hashem, that he should be zeuched to come close to Avodas Hashem. And even if the person isn't zeuched to really open up and talk to Hashem, because his heart is like a rock, he doesn't he doesn't have the feeling. Al kol ponim yargil atzmoi lehisaneach v'legnoyach genichois harbe tekufois zeach arzeh al sherochoik mo'oid me'ashem isborach v'sheyiskel eskarve lehisborach. Rabbi Nasal gave an alternative etza that when a person can't talk, when a person finds mamish that he's, he can't open up his his heart is locked and he can't speak to Hashem, he can't tell Hashem what he wants to say in words, then what he should do is anocha. Anocha means, in Yiddish, it's called tekrechts. Oi, 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 that kind of thing. And Rabbein Zal said, even to do one after another, to, like to machine gun Hashem, kaviochel, with genichos, with this krechtsing. And again, what is he krechtsing about? He's krechtsing about the fact that he's far from Hashem, that he's so far from Hashem that he wants to talk and he can't even talk. Look a little bit later, a few pages later in paragraph Memvov, where, where this is going to be discussed. And it's already been explained in Likut Imran in several chapters. In the first half of Likut Imran, Toreches, and Torah of Beis, paragraph Dalet, and Torah Nunvav, paragraph Tes, what a Jew can be zeichet to through this Anocha, that this Anocha is a very special thing. It's, it's a Ruchni asylum, and it's a, a piece, it's a, a, 
I, it's a part of avoidus Hashem. This issue of a person taking a deep, deep, deep breath and giving it out as a moan or a groan. In other words, where he's expressing deep feeling about how some, he feels terrible about something. When a person takes that deep, deep breath, oy, oy, you know, that kind of thing. Rabbein Azal speaks about it in a few chapters on the Kutimran, and he explains the significance of it. Maybe we'll touch on one item in that Torah Ches, which interestingly has a major chapter in Likutei Alochis related to Hanukkah, if I recall. There he mentions that we know that Hashem created the world with his with, with Dibur and with Ruach HaChaim. There's a Pesach, Bedvar Hashem Shomayim Nasu, Uberuach Piv Kol Tzavon, that Hashem created heaven with Dibur, and with Ruach Piv, with the breath of his mouth, he created all the armies of, of Shemaim. Rabbein Azal says over there that, that from where does a Jew draw his Ruach Chaim? We draw it from the Torah. Because the, the Ruach Chaim is found in the Torah. It says, That the Ruach Elikim hovers over the water, and water ain't Mayim el Torah. So, and Rabbein Azal says that the Iker Torah is the Tzadikim. The, the, the Iker of the Torah is the Tzadikim. As the Gemara says in one place, how foolish are those people, how foolish are those people who stand up for a Sefer Torah, and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham, meaning the Gemara presents it like a Kalva Chaymer. Imagine, idiot, you stand up for a Sefer Torah, but you don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham? A Talmud Chacham is even bigger than the Torah. Because Talmud Chacham is a living Torah. He's referred to as a living Sefer Torah. So Rabbi Nezal says there that when a Yid, that the Yidin, we draw our Ruach Chaim from the Torah, which means we draw it from the Tzadikim. And he says there, that every time that a person starts thinking about things that they're lacking, whether it be in Ruchnius or in Gashmius, and the person takes a deep, deep breath and gives it out as a krechts, this krechts, oy, if only this, if only that, that kind of thing, when he takes that deep breath, he's drawing Ruach HaChaim from the Tzadik. He's drawing his Ruach Chaim from the Tzadik, which helps him be mashlim v'chisoroim, which helps him complete whatever is lacking, whatever the, the thing is that he's lacking, whether it be parnosa, whether it be health, whether it be closeness to Hashem. This is one of the things that helps a person to be mashlim that chisorim. I'm saying it now briefly. In the Torah over there, it's explained more elaborately with psukim, with gemaras. And Rabbein Azal asks there, what about Lahavdla Rasha? Where does he draw his Shleimus HaChesroinus? So he says he draws it from the other side, from Esav. Esav said, when, when Esav confronted Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu wanted to give him a whole gift, Esav's response was, I don't need it. Yeshli Rav, I have a lot. So Rabbein Azal says there that just like in the Kedusha, there's a Rav of Kedusha, on the other side, in the Sitrach, also there's a Rav de Klipa. And when, when the, when the Rishoim draw their Ruach HaChaim, they want to draw their Ruach HaChaim to be Mashlam their Chesroinus, they draw from their source. So again, this is one of the places where he discusses this item of Anocha, 
which is not as good as Hispoiridus. Hispoiridus is obviously much better when a person has the ability to talk, to talk to Hashem, and to put into words how, how bad they feel, how terrible they feel about their chesreinus, whether it's baruchnius or begashmius. But there is this additional avoida called anocha, which can be done together with hispoiridus, number one, in middle of hispoiridus, when a person's really starting to feel deep, from deep, deep down, how lacking they are and how much they need a Yeshua. And they take this deep, deep breath and give it out in that krechts, or, as we said here, when a person finds that they can't talk, even if you can't talk, you can't say words, to do this anocha is also a very choshuv thing. Paragraph Chavdalid. Amru Rabbi Seinu Zechonavrocha. The Gemara says in Psochem Davkuf that we have in the Sefer Tehillim many times that it says, Lamanatseach Mizmor. Let's sing to the Minatseach. So the Gemara asks, there, what does that mean? The Gemara says, Zamru lemi shemenatzchen oisoi v'someach. The word menatzeach doesn't mean victor. Natzeach. Natzeach is victor. Menatzeach means the one who was defeated. The one who somebody else won a victory over him. So the Gemara says there, we give song to Hashem Hashem, who when he's defeated, when somebody wins a victory over him, he is Sameach. Hashem is happy about it. What does this mean? A Jew has to try to defeat Hashem, to picture himself debating with Hashem, and Hashem is coming up with all kinds of reasons why he shouldn't give you this hundred thousand, why he shouldn't give you the good health, why he shouldn't give you the bracha. And the person has to try to debate, to come up with good arguments why Hashem should yes give it to me. Even though it seems to the person that Hashem doesn't want to bring him close, because the person messed up in so, a lot. I did so many averes, I've done so many things against Hashem, that Hashem could certainly have every reason in the world not to listen to me, not to accept my tefillah. And even now, even today, when I'm trying to talk to Hashem, even today I know there are things that I did that were wrong. Afal Despite that, the person has to encourage himself in a very powerful way, and he has to motivate himself and push himself, and to prostrate himself before Hashem, and to spread out his hands to Hashem, begging Hashem, that Hashem should have rachmonis on him, Hashem should, yes, bring me close to his Pikain, Even, even though I did so many bad things, even though I did so many wrong things, I want to be a good Yid. Nimtza. So we, we, we see, the person is looking to defeat Hashem. And as he's looking to, to win Hashem in this tug of war. 
Hashem is pulling on one, in one direction. Hashem is pulling, why should I give it to you? I don't have to give you, a, I don't owe you any fitter. And this person's pulling the other way. He's trying to say, yes, come on, yeah, Hashem, you, you, you want to give it to me. I know you want to help me. I know you want to, you know, and trying to come up with every good reason in the world why Hashem should help him. And Hashem enjoys, Hashem gets nachas when a Yid defeats him in battle. Just like, for, uh, we'll see in a minute, look in the first half of Likut Imran, Torah Kuchav Dalet, that he writes there, because of the fact that Hashem enjoys this and he's happy when he's defeated, Therefore, Hashem sometimes will send the person the right words. Hashem will give the person the right arguments with which to defeat Hashem. Because without Hashem helping you, there's no way in the world that you could defeat Hashem in a debate. However, Hashem himself helps the person. When Hashem sees that the person is trying and that the person is sincere, Hashem himself will give the person the right words to defeat Hashem. Two important comments on this. Number one, we have the example in the Torah where the Yidden worshipped the Egel Hazohov. They did the worst thing in the world. The Gemara compares it to a Kala under the Chuppah. They just had the wedding. A couple of minutes ago, they were being married on Har Sinai to Hashem. Hashem was the Chosen, the Jews were the Kala, the Ksuba was the Torah, and the, the, the Pesach says, Libavtani biachas Hashem says, you loved me with one eye. You had one eye on me, and with one eye you were already looking into other, other options, into the Egel Hazov, Rachmon Litzlan. So they didn't go ahead and they follow the advice of the Erev Rav, and they make this Egel Hazov, and Hashem is boiling mad, boiling mad. And Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hanichali, step aside, let me at him. Let me destroy them completely, and I'll bring a nation from you. Moshe Rabbeinu hears this. If Moshe Rabbeinu were anybody other than Moshe Rabbeinu, he would have stepped aside quick, and he would have, he would have said, Hashem, let me help you. Let's burn the Yidden. But Moshe Rabbeinu heard that Hashem said, step aside and let me at him. Moshe Rabbeinu saw a red light go off, that Hashem is giving me a remez. Hashem is telling me something. Hashem is, is hinting to me. I didn't, he didn't even know. But Hashem was hinting to him, you can block me. You have the ability to, to stand in my way now and, and argue and argue and argue until you win. And sure enough, that's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu did. The Chumash, the Torah tells us there, Moshe Rabbeinu went 40 days. He went at Hashem, pounding and pounding until Vayichal, it says Vayichal Moshe. He got sick. He was davening with such intensity that he got sick from it. Another rabbi, Darshan Chalola. he was davening so hard till he was shaking, trembling. 40 days, then another 40 days, then another third 40 days. Until Vayomer Hashem Solachti Kidvorecha. Hashem said, I forgive them, like according to your words. All your, all your arguments 
you win. That's what Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu. Here's an example where Hashem was marames to Moshe Rabbeinu that, that this, I, I'm telling you, let me at them because I, I want to destroy them, right? Wrong. I'm only saying that. Hashem is saying that. That Sadiqim know how to read between the lines and they know that that's not really, that's not Hashem's real Ratzon. That's on the outside, on the surface. Hashem's real Ratzon is Hashem wants to be defeated by Klal Yisrael. And this thing we could even see down here on earth. You have a kid, a person has a child who's four years old, five years old, and the child wants something. The child wants an ice cream. He wants something. He really wants it badly. The parent really, really wants to give it to him. Deep, deep down, he wants to give it to him. But to give it to him, stam, Daddy, I want ice cream. Want ice cream? So go jump in a lake. You know, you need ice cream. But the father sees that the kid really wants it, and he sees it as an opportunity. As an opportunity. Let's see what I can get out of that kid for the ice cream. Let's see if I can get him to give me 10 hours of learning or 10 hours of tefillah or, some, or, some, or to help his mother to do some kind of mitzvah. So the father said, first he says, no, I'm not, I can't give it. What did you do? You did, well, you didn't do anything. The father says, no, I can't give it to you. What did you do? And the son says, a bell goes off in the son's mind. What did I do? Hold on a second. The son almost starts thinking, I helped mommy yesterday. Three weeks ago, I helped mommy with the laundry, you know. He, the son realizes that what the father wants is the father wants to hear. The father said no, but the father's looking for the son to negotiate, either to prove based on things that he did in the past or in the present or in the future that's going to make him worthy of the father, changing the father's no into a yes. I mentioned that I have, I have a, a good friend whose father was a salesman in jewelry, and his father's famous quote was, the sale begins when the customer says no. When the customer says, I don't want. Your door-to-door salesman, he's selling vacuum cleaners, and he knocks on the door, and he says, lady, guess what? I have? Today's your lucky day. Guess what I have for you? I have a vacuum cleaner. She says, get out of here. I have three vacuum cleaners in the closet. The last thing in my life that I want is another vacuum cleaner. And the guy says, wow, I'm so happy you said that. That's exactly what I wanted to hear you say. And he stands there for another 15 minutes, and he sells her 12 vacuum cleaners. One for her and for the neighbors on both sides. She's going to give Hanukkah presents. And then the other neighbors who aren't Jewish, she's going to give them the other kind of presents. And for her grandchildren, when her kid gets married, he's going to have grandchildren, she wants to have one of these new special vacuum cleaners that talks to you when you turn it on, you know, a talking vacuum. The sale begins when the when Hashem says no, when a person's feeling that Hashem is saying no to them, that's when the sale begins. That's when the Hispoiditus begins. When a person has to search, and that's why it's so important to learn Torah, because the Torah teaches you how to negotiate with Hashem. The Torah teaches you that tzaddikim teach you how to negotiate with Hashem.